my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Attention not-for-profit groups. Are you looking for a unique way to raise money? Stride Pro Wrestling fundraisers are always a hit. Since 2016, we've helped sports teams, schools, and civic groups raise thousands of dollars. Once COVID-19 restrictions are lifted, we'll be ready to rumble for you. Contact us to the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page to discuss the options. Hey friends, welcome to episode 339 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. And we are a couple days early, but May 19th will be here before you know it. And we decided to do a movie mania on the infamous movie, See No Evil. This is the first program of its kind. Your hard work this weekend will pay off in shorter sentences. We left county for this. I keep seeing things. Could have been a classy joint back in the day. What do you know about class? Oh, this place is disgusting. What's that? He's dead. What does this guy look like? He's huge. He has a long, long chain and a hole in his head. Help! No! Joining me now for Movie Mania, as always, is Chad Smart. And Chad, this was your idea. I'm not blaming you for this, but it's oh, your yeah. idea. Um, very yeah, blame me. Blame me what you want. Yeah. Uh, I, I always ask you, uh, or try to ask you, after we've watched the movie, had you seen See No Evil before? No, no. I don't think anyone in their right mind has seen See No Evil, because I didn't want to see evil. So I saw no evil before this. And I'm always, I, I, you know, I, I try to follow the model that you guys, uh, you and, and your buddy Mike DeKalb follow on Out of Touchstone. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as talking about movies, this movie is 15 years old. I don't want to necessarily give spoilers, but I also want to talk about some things obviously related to the movie. So we'll, we'll, we'll proceed with caution, if you will, but this movie, um, I watched it actually, I know it's available on Amazon, but I watched it on Tubi, which is free. Oh. 
Um, there were some commercials. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't overwhelming with the commercials. The only reason I didn't watch it on Amazon because I was watching it on a different Roku device and didn't have the uh, login information for our Amazon account at the time and couldn't uh, reach my wife to get the information. So that's, why, that's where I watched it. You watched it on Amazon, I'm assuming, though? Commercial free. And it's only, you know, I think 84 minutes, something like that, 80, yeah. 80 minutes, somewhere around there. And um, yeah, it's 80 minutes. It, it's, not a, it's not a long movie by any means. Now, let me ask you this, though, before we get too deep into the weeds on this particular movie. Uh, this is obviously one of the first, again, one of those early WWE films. Um, it is a horror film. So where are you in the horror movie genre overall? You know, I grew up, you know, in the 80s, which was a, a beacon of the horror genre. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, um, Hellraisers. I, di I didn't, I wasn't much of a ha Halloween fan, but I loved horror films as a kid. As I've gotten older, I've kind of gotten out of them, mainly because I think a lot of today's horror in the last 20 years, it's been more of the torture porn type horror film where I like, a good suspense film more than just seeing people decapitated and got stripped out and whatnot. Um, that being said, I did finally go through, I think last October, November and watched all the Saul movies that I had not seen. And so um, there's a good story there. I, I, I enjoyed the story series of Saul as, more than the violence per se, but, but yeah, I haven't really watched a lot of, of horror films in the last and even the ones that I have watched recently, I, none of them have made me very eager to jump into a um, franchise that is out there. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, for me, for some reason, the Friday the 13th series resonated with me. And I, I watched all of those up until a point. I don't remember where I stopped watching them, but I got into the Friday the 13th series Never really got into Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I still feel like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre traumatized me in some way. Um, so I am not a fan of the horror genre. It wasn't until the Scream franchise came out that I kind of got back into it. But again, never saw any of the Saw movies. Uh, never any of the Halloween. I've never seen. I've seen bits and pieces of Halloween, but never. I just, I guess I don't like being scared to an extent, but I also feel like today, as I was watching this and, and we're recording this on Saturday, I watched it Saturday morning and I, I was just like, part of me was like, man, this is, there's just, it, it's too heavy for me. Huh. So next month, I don't care what we watch, but I want it to be, or I do care what we watch. I want it to be something lighter and something to kind of cleanse the palate because, you know, last month with, uh, with the Marine, it was, it was action and it wasn't, you know, necessarily bad, but it was kind of bad news ish. So I want to get something to, to cleanse our palates for next month. But uh, do you want to kind of jump into some of the facts that you have uh, about uh, See No Evil? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah the, when I was looking this up, uh, you know, some of this information I had, had known a little bit of and some I didn't. So let's just start that the, the movie was written by a guy named Dan Madigan. Okay. Um, if you know of Dan Madigan, he was – a writer for SmackDown oh. around the writing the script for See No Evil, but he is infamous 
I will say, that's more than famous, according to the Three Amigos, for a, a storyline pitch that never made it to air. And I'm sure you've heard about this pitch. But in 2008, he, uh, or in he revealed this in 2008, that in 2004, he had pitched directly to Vince McMahon an idea. If you remember Heidenreich. Yes. He wanted Heidenreich to return as a Nazi stormtrooper named Baron von Bava, who had been cryogenically frozen before being revived by Paul Heyman. And it would be complete with Heidenreich wearing the red armband with the swastika and goose stepping to the ring. While WWE would eventually have Heyman manage Heidenreich, the pitch was considered so shocking that McMahon left the boardroom speechless and didn't return for the rest of the day. And then he, Madigan, was out of WWE later that year. Now, I'm sure in 15 years when Vince McMahon finds out that there is a Marvel Cinematic Universe and there's a character named Captain America and the Winter Soldier, that he will have the idea to maybe go ahead with this idea. But, you know, I, maybe not being a Nazi stormtrooper, but I think the frozen aspect of this pitch could have worked out given, um, you know, some of the other things that WWE has done. Are, are you familiar with this story of the frozen, frozen Nazi? Now that, yeah, I, 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 I would not have remembered it on my own, but since you've uh, added some context to it, I do remember that being talked about. Um, and so this guy was a writer. So this idea came before see no evil then, huh? Or at least before See No Evil was released. Yes. Yeah. So, so you have that. Okay. So starting with that aspect of a writer. Yeah. Then you have the director, guy okay, by the name of Gregory Dark, who mostly previously to, um, to doing See No Evil had done a lot of music videos. And he had done, um, you know, he did... Vitamin C's graduation video, Mandy Moore, Walk Me Home, a couple of videos for Britney Spears, uh, LFO. He did their two uh, hit videos, which, you know, I do a show called Wonder Why, another podcast where we look at one hit wonders. And I was going to do LFO. I don't know if you're familiar with the band, um, but two of the three guys are now dead. So I'm like, that's not really a good story to tell because when we get to the point of, uh, you know, would you go see them in concert? If they perform today, I'm like, well, only if you tell me where they were buried. But, oh my God. <laughs> but prior to getting into music videos, Gregory Dark um, was considered the Steven Spielberg of softcore set or the Martin Scorsese of the erotic thriller. Okay. These are some of the films that he did in the mid 80s, in the early 90s. And tell me how many of these you have seen, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> Bitter Cherry. Let me tell you about White Chicks, Black Throat, White Bun Busters, New Wave Hookers. Let me tell you about Black Chicks, Between the Cheeks, The okay. Devil in Miss Jones 3 and 4, Night of the Living Babes, Backdoor Bonanza 12, which oh, yeah. according to the IMDb um, review page, that's just a compilation of pre previous films, uh, Between the Cheeks 2. Carnal Crimes, New Wave Hookers 2, Secret Games, Animal Instincts, The Crease Master, Body of Influence, Sins of Night, Secret Games 2, 
the cream master's wife or crease master's wife sorry whole different film uh object of obsession stranger by night hooter mania which uh i think right there that's probably how he got the wwe film job because that, that maybe that could be uh, next month's uh movie mania yeah i mean i'm sure that's all a spoof on hulkamania yeah. right <laughs> of course yeah and uh yeah and so then he would collection he how you go uh, you know he did orgy's blue monday video outcast rosa parks uh onyx featuring dmx shut him down cherry pop and daddy zoot suit riot which won i believe an mtv video award and then he became a director of see no evil and that um oh and other than a movie called little fish strange on in 2000 he hasn't done anything any directing work since then so yeah so the pedigree of this film is uh is something there now i was going to ask you you know the star of the film is kane aka glenn jacobs aka mayor of knox county tennessee right now do you think kane was the right wwe superstar to put into this film Oh yeah, but one hundred percent. To me, you know, the monster, the 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 monster in the movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of his. I think it was Jacob Goodnight was his yeah. name in the movie. Even though I don't remember them ever calling him that, but uh, and he does not have a whole lot of of dialogue or anything, uh, you know, in that regard either. But. You know, I, I can't think of anyone else that would have been more suited for that role than Kane. I did find it odd how they, you know, the credits for the film, they credit him as Kane, uh, you know, mm -hmm. when, and I, I admittedly, I've never watched the credits for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, so I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it says Dave Batista, not just Batista. And, you know, with The Rock, in those early days, I'm pretty sure it was Dwayne Johnson and not just The Rock. So no, I, I think, find that a little odd. I think Scorpion King, he was The Rock. I think like his first two films that he did, it was The Rock. And that's why Vince McMahon gets an executive producer credit on the films because they're using WWE licensed name. Whereas Dave Batista is now left WWE and is, you know, out on his own. So he's using career and that's why they went from the rock to Dwayne the rock johnson to now just Dwayne johnson to president johnson in future films i guess we need to look and see uh for future films that we do here too like uh for example the big show when he did uh knucklehead you know is he credited as big show or as paul white and the chaperone with triple h if it's triple h or if it's paul, paul triple h love that yeah. And I wonder if with Big Show, if he did do Paul Big Show, right? Because he had had, you know, he had been in the Waterboy. Oh, yeah. Prior. You know, he already had his SAG card probably. But I don't know. We'll see when we get to those films. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I, and even, even today, in today's, uh, you know, I, I guess there's probably some superstars today, if they were to remake this, that, that you could use in that role. Maybe Braun Strowman uh, comes to mind as someone who, if you were to remake it today. But, you know, back in 2005, 2006, other than the big show, 
um, I can't imagine anybody else. And I don't, I don't even know that the big show would have done uh, well in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Mark Henry, you know, you want someone who is a big monster type personality who can also somewhat act, you know, great colleague. I don't think, even though he had the size, obviously I don't think would have been good in, in this kind of role. What, do, what, what say you? Well, I mean, thinking about that scene, great colleague in a wrestling match has been scared. That may have worked, but no, I agree with you. I think Glenn Jacobs had the, the aura that was needed for this role. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I do think, you know, if they did today, he probably would have been credited as Glenn Kane Jacobs. Cause you know, 2006, you still have a little bit of what remnants of kayfabe was still around, but, and they, and obviously marketing purposes, it's easier if you're saying WWE's Kane as opposed to Glenn Jacobs, but now that he's yeah. mayor and you know, the name brand recognition is out there. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know the WWE roster of 2005 off the top of my head. So I can't think of who else would, would have made a good um, Jacob Goodnight in this film. But, but yeah, I think the character that they were going for that came, cause I, you know, even, even if you cast the undertaker i don't think the undertaker would have worked in the role but i think kane had more had, had, had the better look to play yeah. this this character yeah and for for folks who haven't seen the movie yet you know with the look it, it does look like uh, kane as we remember him from that era uh, of wwe you know the big bald head mm-hmm. uh they did, you know, make his teeth look a bit more menacing and, and whatnot, but they didn't have to do a whole lot of work, I think, to to create this Jacob Goodnight character. Uh, it wasn't that much of a stretch in, in terms of appearance uh, than what we saw of Kane uh, in that time period of, of WWE. And, you know, I agree. The Undertaker, I don't think, would have worked. And even though The Undertaker has that aura and that monster type uh presence as well for some reason came to me just really was able to pull this off i i, I don't know that i would have bought anyone else in that role mm-hmm. now, I, you know and when it comes to casting i was trying to think you know if they'd done a sequel i think they should or done a spinoff i think they could have cast jillian hall in a movie called hear no evil and had her do her evil singing or bad singing gimmick but that's all I could come up with, with, with casting for this film, because I thought it was, uh, yeah, again, I thought Kane did a good job and what, honestly, there was much to this film. Um, I just, yeah, the, the, the movie itself, uh, you know, it's, it's basically basic horror film trope of a bunch of kids are, or juvenile delinquents or however you want to, whatever you want to call them are assigned to go to this hotel and clean it up. And then lo and behold, there's a killer on the loose and it's basically horror film 101 from there on out. I will say, you know, even though, you know, and, and again, I don't want to get in and, and nitpick and, and tear apart uh, the movie, but there were some points and obviously a lot of points because of the genre of film that it is, but the parts that you think are supposed to be a bit more realistic, you, you kind of have to suspend that uh, your belief there for a minute, you know, 
would they really have all of these kids going uh, together, you know, boys and girls from a juvenile standpoint um, to spend a weekend at this hotel cleaning it up? Probably not, or they wouldn't have at least been transported together and, and kept together. And I feel like there would have been more supervision than two, uh, two guards, so yeah. to speak, that, that were with them. The other thing at the very beginning, and, and this isn't spoiling anything, when they go in and save uh, Officer Williams, you know, when, when Officer Williams and his partner go into that home, it's broad daylight and they're not taking him out. You know, he's, he's, he's been attacked mm-hmm. and they're not removing him from the scene until it's, it's dark and there are other bodies being removed from that. To me, and he called it in, you know, officer down. I would think that in moments there would have been backup and other people there and getting him out of that scene uh, because you've got to think he lost a lot of blood from the attack that he had had. But to me, that th- those were my two big glaring, like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and again, I'm probably being way too nitpicky with it. Yeah, I did not catch that. I think mainly because, you know, when, when I watch films for the podcast, I try to devote my full attention to it because I want to have an honest opinion. But I have to say 10 minutes into Seen No Evil, I was – I was checked out. I was like, okay, just show me, you know, I'm going to watch it. Movie's going to keep playing, but I'm not invested in the film. And so I did not catch that it had gone from day to night, but it's just, um, I just, I, this movie, how uninterested film I, I was, because I've seen a couple of other horror films from that have been produced by WWE that I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may get to them later on in the series, but this one, I was like, especially because there is a sequel and I was like, yeah. okay, maybe it's, um, you know, better than I was expecting. And it didn't make, it doubled its budget at the box office It made 16 million against an $8 million budget. But there was just, there was just nothing in this film that I found intriguing. And, it, you know, I think maybe it plays into our difference of horror film fandom, but you know, there was no moments in this film where I was generally scared or on edge. I just like, okay, what's going to, oh, look, there's, okay, there's the Kane character. There's, you right. know, kids running around trying to escape. It's like, yeah, there really wasn't anything to engross me into the film. Yeah, and I, I wasn't necessarily scared by this film in terms of, because you kind of know just from, the basic, you know, premise of, of how horror movies work. But to me, it was a little more gruesome, I think, than what I'm used to, you know, like you said, with the Friday the 13th movies, you know, you usually saw the quick little, you know, slash with the machete and it wasn't overly gruesome. With this, you know, and, and obviously you're, you're, it's called See No Evil. And the premise of that is, you know, he's he's literally... Uh, popping people's eyeballs out and and some of those scenes were a little you know don't don't uh don't watch this while eating breakfast or lunch or something because you might get a little squeamish from it and then the the reality of the the bugs the flies and the stuff to me a lot of that Mm -hmm. stuff like the filth of that hotel was very realistic and i thought that was well done and i will admit there was a twist uh toward the end that i didn't see coming that that I thought, okay, this is an interesting, um, it, it kind of made some of the things make a little more sense for me. 
and I obviously yeah. don't want to ruin this for for people who haven't watched it yet. But you know, there there was that character development, if you will, that that made me think twice about okay, this now makes and and they finally I I think the thing that annoyed me the most was we didn't really get the motive like you know in Friday the Thirteenth we knew why Jason Voorhees was killing mm-hmm. people killing these campers uh you know the scream movies it wasn't until the end where we finally figure out who the actual killer is but you know i felt like it took forever to get to the whole premise of why jacob goodnight was the way that or uh, did i say his name right jacob goodnight why it was the why he was the way he was and why he was was doing this but then it all made sense once we finally got there yeah and i mean it's um yeah let me try this again the motivation is i I think they tried to explain it but they really didn't Mm -hmm. hit on it too well and you know going back to um texas chainsaw massacre which i have in the last couple months watched the movies uh the 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 franchise pieces for texas chainsaw massacre like the new beginning and 3d and whatever they're called it came out over the last 15 years as well and again they i i liked how they told the story and what story they're telling in the broad sense of the texas chainsaw massacre and i think there's a little bit of that storytelling here in see no evil but you know i was going to ask you where do you think jacob goodnight ends up ranking in the echelon of horror villains of like a Fre- uh, freddy krueger jason Voorhees, michael myers chucky um you know, does is he up there, or could they do more with you the know, character? I think you would have to do more character development. I think that the ones that you've mentioned specifically are all so iconic, and see no evil is probably you know if you polled a hundred people, mm. just random people, you know, name five horror films. I would guess that nobody in that hundred sample would would name see no evil. Um, and if you ask people who, you know, Jacob Goodnight is, they probably wouldn't know. Um, but I think if this, you know, and maybe had this film been released under a, a different umbrella and not a WWE film, because I still do think that, especially in those early days, the WWE films um, kind of had a reputation uh whether it was justified or not. I think we talked last month with the Marine that, you know, even though it's a WWE film and it's kind of that predictability and and whatnot, it's not a bad movie. Um, And I think that it gets that, it does get kind of a negative stereotype because it stars a wrestler. And for so long, uh, you know, movies like uh, No Holds Barred and Suburban Commando were, gave other wrestlers doing films kind of a bad reputation, I think. So I I think in that regard, you know, you're not going to get that uh, crossover appeal of Jacob Goodnight and and Ceno Evil as far as it being a, uh, you know, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, pinhead kind of character. Yeah, no, I agree with you that there isn't much in in the Jacob Goodnight character to – make him a unique character on his own. Cause I think he had elements of Leatherface, of Michael Myers, or not Mike, a little bit of Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees all. 
um, just without a mask, which was really kind of interesting considering that Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, although he probably didn't at the time. I mean, I, I think the best thing about this film too is I don't know if you went back and watched any of the footage from the premiere, but when they had the premiere, all the actors, you know, show it's, it's a premiere. So I read dressed up and then here comes Kane in his wrestling outfit, no shirt. And <laughs> I'm sure that was at the directive of Vince McMahon sure. probably, but he's just like, I, I, I felt, I remember when it happened, I felt so embarrassed for Glenn Jacobs. I'm like, can you imagine be at this, you know, swanky premiere and here you are in tights. Yeah. Yeah. So well, and I found I mean, it. I mean, it, it's like your wedding, but yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I find it interesting that this was, you know, uh, number one, it was a horror film, but it was released in May. And I, I guess they don't, you know, I always think of it because my original idea was to watch this in October for Halloween time. But I, I guess really horror films can be released any time of year. It doesn't just have to be uh, during the Halloween season. But I think storyline wise, because you mentioned that, uh, Big Show and Kane, this was right after they lost the tag team titles to the Spirit Squad, I believe. So this is, uh, you know, that time in WWE where uh, I believe Kane turned heel then after that and was feuding with Big Show. And that's where this whole May 19th uh, stuff was going. Is, is, am I remembering that right? Do you remember? Uh, that sounds right. I just know that they kept harping on May 19th and then uh, I remember there was a match, and I don't remember this. I actually just saw it on YouTube when I was looking up May nineteenth. Kane, wow. that the week or the week of May nineteenth, Kane took on Rob Conway. Hmm. If you remember Rob Conway, um, and Shawn Michaels was a special guest referee, and Shawn comes out in a shirt that has May nineteenth written all over it, and then he low blows Rob before the match and puts it on Rob. So then when Kane comes out, he sees Rob in this May nineteenth shirt and. Kane goes berserk and destroys him. But yeah, you know, and then shortly after May 19th was over with, we never heard about May 19th for the rest of Kane's career, I don't think. Except yeah, for maybe there might be like a one off comment. Yeah, because I, I, I don't remember. I don't think so. I think. For it. Yeah, I think the meaning of May 19th was supposed to, in WWE terms, it was supposed to be the day that the fire burned down the funeral parlor and killed his parents. But um, it was also just a way to promote Sino Evil coming out May 19th. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's one of those things where you you can understand the cross promotion idea, but the execution isn't fully uh, executed properly. And then in wrestling logic terms, by May 20th, you forget what May 19th was and you move on to the next thing. We, uh, we've kind of developed a bit of a ranking system here, or a rating system, if you will, uh, kind of tying it to wrestling of, of the films that we've seen. Are they uh, an enhancement match? Is this a mid-level card match? Or is this a main event status match? I think I know where you lie on it, but uh, tell our listeners, where would you put uh, See No Evil? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to create a new one. I would make this a dark match. <laughs> Okay, not I just get on board with that. Like, not just to play on uh, see no evil, but I, like I said, I was just bored throughout this film. Like, there is nothing other than, I guess, maybe some decent kill footage. There's nothing in this film that would make me want to ever watch this movie again. Yeah, 
Although I am, I am curious, you know, because there is a Sino Evil two, which yeah. you know we may eventually get around to, and I'm curious to see how they explain Jacob Goodnight uh, still being alive after the ending of this film. But um, yeah, I just like I said, this movie out of the ones that we've done so far, this has to be the, the least exciting. And especially for a horror film. Like there's just, again, there's nothing that kept me on the edge of my seat in suspense. I was just like, oh, okay. You're going to go into the shower by yourself. Okay. You're going to die now. So let me ask you this, you know, with, with yeah, it's a, pretty, pretty basic. Yeah. But with a movie like this, um, you know, and, and the character of Jacob Goodnight, it obviously did not require a lot of uh, acting. You know, it wasn't like John Cena in The Marine um, because it, it's, you know, basically Kane going around and, and killing people uh, at random, you know, swinging different objects at them. It, it, it was it was probably the most uh, wrestler in a movie role kind of mm. role that you could get as far as that dialogue and, and whatnot goes. So in that regard, you know, I thought that everything that Kane did, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with the character or, or how he acted or how, you know, because mm. I go, I keep going back to, and I, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on Hulk Hogan, but man, all of those Hulk Hogan movies are just so like uh, stereotypical Hulk Hogan movies, if you will that it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of almost like, oh man, I can't handle this. But I felt like with Kane, at least, you know, I could see, I would, I would be curious or I would be interested to see Kane uh, in another film where he's playing uh, a role of someone that who's not a monster. And I know that's kind of hard for a nearly seven foot tall person to not be kind of uh, stereotyped into those kind of roles. But I would be curious to see how he would do in something else. But I, I thought, you know, for what this was, Kane was fine uh, in, again in that role. Yeah. So do you think Glenn Jacobs should team up with Kevin Nash for Magic Mike 3? <laughs> Maybe. Or we could get a <laughs> see no evil, hear no evil twist uh, with Jacob Goodnight and, uh, you know, I don't know who we would throw in on, uh, on the W or from else from the wwe to mm. to parody that uh classic 80s film but uh yeah i you know uh, I, and i am curious to see the sequel i i think i will actually probably sit down at some point and watch the sequel just to see where they go with it and you know i i we know that it ends at two at least or at least for now i there it was a big gap though there was an eight-year gap in between them so i guess we could yeah. still get a see no evil three Possibly, you know, maybe we'll do that one around Halloween. Yeah. Uh, my last sarcastic comment is, do you think this is Ray Mysterio's least favorite film after last year? <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. I would, I would, I would almost. You know, and why didn't they tie, why didn't they, why didn't WWE tie in the eye for an eye match into see no evil and have Kane come out and, and promote it? I don't, Missed opportunities again. Missed opportunities. So. Missed opportunities. Well, uh, that's gonna you know do it for our analysis or our our, our talks of uh, of see no evil. Again, we I would never tell someone not to watch the movie. I you know check it out. The benefit one of the benefits of it is like Chad said, it's about eighty four or eighty six minutes, so it's it's not a long watch. 
and uh, you know you can find it for free on Tubi if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber you can get it there as well Chad any final thoughts on uh, See No Evil or Kane or WWE films in general you know I like like you said I'd like to see Kane in another role going I guess against type of his WWE character and I think maybe that was a problem with these early WWE films as they were tying people into too closely into their wrestling persona. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for my money, if I get the urge to watch this again, I'll just go back a few years earlier and watch the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie, see no evil, hear no evil, which does feature Joan Severance who was in no holds barred. So oh, yeah. addressing right. connection there. There you go. Do you, uh, what do you think as far as, um, you know, current productions because i th i thought i read somewhere wwe films was going to do a, a, another uh walk is walking tall uh the movie that Dwayne was in before yes uh yeah with uh charlotte doing it as a female sheriff have, have you heard that I, I that does sound familiar and you know if they're going to cast a female wwe superstar it's got to be charlotte because yes. uh, she's the so queen yeah. I'm curious to see what, you know, what other films they have on the horizon. I've, I've been in, enjoying obviously doing this podcast cause it had, you know, I, it's forcing me to watch more movies, which, um, you know, is not a bad thing. I just never had made the time before. And now I'm, I'm watching them and, and hopefully, and we'll, we'll put a poll up uh, check out the Facebook group. By the time this show drops, we'll have four choices up. Uh, so Chad, your homework is to send me two of your choices and then I'll come up with two and uh, hopefully it's something a little uh, easier to digest, I guess, than, uh, than see no evil. But again, uh, not hating on anyone, but it, it was not uh, one of those films. I think that either one of us is going to rush back to uh, watch again. No, I, you know, I, on my other movie watching list that I have going on, I have started watching the Medea movies. Oh, um, and uh, I can say those are a lot more entertaining than see no evil. And I highly recommend if you have not watched a Medea movie, go watch a Medea movie. Okay. You got a suggestion for one. I've, I watched uh, what is it? The, the one where it's the funeral. Um, I don't remember. what. Uh, I think it's Medea's big funeral. Yeah. I, I, that's when I did watch that. I enjoyed that one. Um, I, I just watched uh, Witness Protection, which has Eugene Levy and Denise Richards, and I thought that one was pretty, pretty decent. So, go with that one. All right, all right. Well, we'll check it I out. I mean, Eugene Levy. So, oh yeah, everybody loves him. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. We encourage you to follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be sure to uh, let us know what you want us to watch next time. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.